Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Are you ready? It's the Roundtable with me, Robert Bannon. Welcome to the Roundtable. My name is Robert Bannon, and I hope you are watching us on YouTube or listening to us at the Broadway Podcast Network. I love jazz. I'm, you know, sometimes I can get a little jazzy. I can give a little jazz number. I've been known to give a little jazzy number, and I've been known to do a little musical theater, you know, in my day. (laughs) And I heard about this great program and this great production that is coming to New Jersey Performing Arts Center, it's coming to Lincoln Center, it's coming to Connecticut, and I'm excited to tell you about the sounds of black music. A lot of times, we don't realize that different cultures do not get to see themselves represented in some of the great American pieces that we have seen on stages and on screens and on television, and we need to be very cognizant of the fact that that privilege is not afforded to everybody in community where I teach in elementary school and where I teach musical theater in Newark, in Hudson County, in places in New Jersey, we can see the sound of music and my students don't see themselves represented at all. So the power of the sound of black music is really powerful so that they can hear the sound of music done in a style by people who look and sing and come from the places that they come from. There's nothing more beautiful and touching than that. So when I had the chance to have Voyo Voyo Sotashi on the show and his amazing story coming from South Africa to William Patterson. I'm going to call the president of William Patterson, Dr. Hel Dobler, who I know I'm doing work with him. We're doing the Cheetah Rivera Distinguished Lecture Series at the Shea. He came from there. He got a scholarship to get his master's in jazz from there. So all roads lead to Jersey. From Willie P to NJ Pack, we have had a chat about artistry, art, activism, and the sound of black music. Thank you for watching and listening. Take a peek. Well, you know my home away from home when I'm when I'm not teaching and when I'm not here in Richfield Park, New Jersey, is that I am a teaching artist at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark, New Jersey. It's the premier space to see pieces of work and art, especially as students for musical theater, for jazz, and for acting and for dance. And they have a performance coming up. It's going to be in Lincoln Center. Lincoln Center and all of these all of these amazing places we are going and I'm a William Patterson alumni too so my guests we are here for it all 
Well, you're welcome to the show. Hey, hey Robert. Yeah, thank uh, you Pioneer, for right there. A William Patterson <laughs> pioneer. What a ride and a journey you have had. Your story is amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It has definitely been a ride indeed, yeah. So you, you're you from South Africa? And Yes, correct. And at what age did you decide, I want to sing? Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I grew up in... Uh, I don't know if a uh, culturally immersed family of sorts, like an, and our arts traditions at home in South Africa are very much integrated with everything we do. So, so singing is very much a part of, of, you know, of, of our traditions. And, um, and I'd always wanted to sing. I mean, or rather I've always sung at home. Um, and, I was encouraged, you know, by my parents, you know, to sing at church, you know, when whenever my mom would have her friends over for tea, like bring me in to do a performance. And so and so would, you know, my brothers. I'm, I'm one of five siblings. My brothers and my sister, all of them are, you know, are beautiful singers as well. But I think I decided that I wanted to sing. Um, I think it was just after like a about a few months after um high school i'd taken a gap year um, just to figure out what I, it is i wanted to do i mean and all of my siblings had you know these engineer academic you know degrees so in deciding what i wanted to do i consulted them and they encouraged me to take it on and it's been an odyssey since then you know so it has been an odd and and at what point in your career in your life did you decide that coming here to the United, you have won and been featured in jazz fests and festivals and, and competitions around the world, from Africa to Europe to to the United mm -hmm. States, et cetera, literally placing and winning and being awarded the first like jazz <laughs> festivals that are legendary with legendary yeah, yeah. performers. At what point did you knew that you had to make the trek to the United States yeah. to continue this career? I think it was in my second year of studies. Um... Uh, at the University of Cape Town's, well, they have an, a, a conservatory at the University of Cape Town called the South African College of Music, and I would uh, I would attend quite a lot of the master classes that they would have from like uh, held by inv invited artists. They would have a lot of American artists come through, um, and one of which I don't remember who they were, but they spoke about studying in the United States, and I was feeling a lot of ang anxiety about you know. What does it mean now to start a career at home? Um, and was really inspired by by their lecture and started thinking and dreaming about what I was going to do after graduation. And it was my singing teacher, Amanda Tiffin, who um, suggested I apply for the scholarship that that I got to come to the United States, um, the Fulbright Scholarship, and and that also kind of opened a path for me. Yeah. It is quite the journey from South Africa to Wayne, New Jersey, to, <laughs> yeah. to 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 go to Wayne, New Jersey, to go to William Patterson. I went to William Patterson and I... Hey, come on, Willie P. Come on, Willie P. Come on, Gothel Road Grill. And all, <laughs> when, you, when you are... Uh, I'm, I'm doing an event at William Patterson on October 30th. I, and I, have, I have fond memories of what I've learned there. The jazz program at William Patterson is very lauded. The music program in general okay. at William Patterson is very lauded. What can you say 
about what you learned there that has propelled and prepared you for the professional world as a performer? Mm -hmm. Well, you know what's so great about a lot of jazz programs, specifically, even just across the country and even internationally, is the very tight-knit community that's built. You know, a lot of your colleagues, and I'm sure it's the same in other uh, disciplines as well, um, but a lot of your colleagues as you leave the college will be your, you know, your classmates, you know, and that was something that was so pivotal for me as it was in South Africa, you know, that um, as an international student, I could, you know, easily plug in to a community of artists, you know, as as jazz is as well, you know, jazz is social music. Um, and, it, and it requires people, it requires, you know, a certain kind of, I call it a liberatory, you know, mindset, a, a love ethic in many ways. So, so yeah, a lot of what I learned there was really learning how to plug in, you know, learning how to show up, um, didn't matter what level of proficiency I had in, in my studies um, or in my performance level, but connecting with folk was most important. And I ended up like, you know, moving my connections and kind of journeying towards New York City. Um, but yeah, that was one of like the most valuable things I'd learned. Well, I, I just have, I, I just talking to you makes me think of like, I'm sure you've spent many days in the Shea basement playing. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's Willie P life right there. Yeah. And all roads lead to Jersey, I guess, because you now vocal direct, perform in, and get to be a part of this project that is all around the tri-state area coming up uh, mm -hmm. and, and people need to definitely go and check it out. The show is called the, and it's been the best of theater 2021 at <laughs> all. Like, I mean, you wow. guys highly in 2020, highly regarded and must, must see the sound of black music. What is mm -hmm. the idea? Tell us what this concept is. Well, it started off as a residency at Bard College um, that was run by Electric Root. And that residency comprised, comprised of, again, the community of musicians that you know we were a part of. Um, it was an opportunity for us to come together for two weeks and create three shows, three different shows. Um, and it was all kind of crazy because it was an experiment. So we decided to create three different shows and perform them, one of which was um, a concert led by Marco Muenzo and the Shakes. Uh, another one was led by um, Chris Padishal, an incredible piano player and a Willie P alumni. Um, and it was an honoring of the great um, Mary Lou Williams, um, a, an incredible composer and piano player, um, a jazz piano player and an influence of so many of the legends we know in jazz, you know. And um, and then this one, the sound of black music, which was another yet another experiment where we took this song, this music, these songs, sorry, this music that is that holds so much nostalgia for so many folk, um, yeah. Now we're back. We're back. Okay, we're, oh, we're back. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. I cut off. Where did I cut off with you? <laughs> um, she, uh, you took this music. It was an experiment. Yes, yes, yes. So, 
So it was an experiment. And I was mentioning that, you know, this music from, you know, the great musical that everyone knows holds so much nostalgia for so many people. Um, but we wanted to really, you know, try and present it in a way that was authentic to the group, you know, which was a, a, a group of black artists and how we would in, insert that nostalgia into these songs. Um, so we sat, at, and, and this was amazing because our chief arranger was is a piano player um, called Matisse Picard, who is really traveling the world right now, a great educator, a great piano player, and he's releasing a lot of music right now. So please check him out, Matisse Picard. Um, uh, he's from Malagasy, French, um, composer and piano player. Um, and we worked towards, you know, inserting what we think is the sound of black music, you know, in these nostalgic songs. And all of them are an experiment and all of them kind of came together in this narrative, um, also with the help of our directors, um, Sharifa Ali and Camila Long, who are incredible theater, like specifically theater directors, but they also work in film, they work in, in, in music videos, but they are also part of our family, this community I speak of. Um, but yeah, that, that really was like the springboard and what you heard or what you were about to hear is, is the product of that, tapping into black nostalgia, but using something that we all connect to. So November 16th, if you're in Jersey or if you're in the Newark area, you have to go to njpack.org. You can mm -hmm. grab your tickets at njpack.org. Prudential Hall and, and and Victoria Theater at NJPAC, where, wherever you see a show there is gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous theater, gorgeous sound and production. So make sure you get your tickets. You're not only at NJPAC, you are in New York. Yeah. You are, you are everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. The, the, yeah, it's quite it's it's exciting to get to do this tour as well and get to do it with mostly the the cast of people who had created who had helped create it, you know. Absolutely. Um, obviously there's so many different faces and changes. You'll see a lot of shifts of faces as we uh move from concert to concert, but um it, they all are a part of our community and we're so part all of all the songs that when you think of the sound of music and you think of Do Re Mi and, and you think of Edelweiss and you, and you think of all, all the music that is iconically a part of it, you're going to hear those songs in a brand new way. Yeah, and, in a brand new way. And a lot of times, if I may say so, as a as Casper the Ghost White, we the culture has stolen black music and, and the ideas, if it's through rock and roll and jazz and hip hop mm -hmm. and pop music. And it's fun to take a show that is so historically the sound of music and give it some life and edge and, 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 and spirit. Yeah. What has reaction been from the audience every time you've gotten to do this? I mean, it's always been surprising. And I think the overarching reaction is I would say, I would call it like a flood of emotions. A lot of people would come up to us after the show and, and talk about how it touched them. You know, it touched them to hear this music in a certain way. Um, and yeah, and I mean, in, throughout the history, and even if you think about jazz, like a lot of the American songbook were written by folk like Oscar Hammers, you know, Hammerstein and all of these other composers, you know, but um, the culture of jazz or performed jazz by the artists that we venerate um, was them taking those those songs and and using you know tools in the black tradition like improvisation, like reharmonization, like you know all of these other you know 
assets and, and creating something that was real, you know, that was connected to a people, to a life, you know, and, and I think that's the same work we were trying to do with this music, you know, as it, it represented all of the faces that were performing it. Absolutely. And, and you have the Shakes as a band. You have an amazing group of singers. Mm-hmm. You have a big old party uh, with with songs that you know and love. So everyone needs to get there. It's perfect for November. Kids are back in school. Yeah. Take your, yes, take your family and come out to a night and experience live theater and live music. When I think about your voice, master's degrees and competitions and your mm-hmm. voice is smooth and smart and, and you know intervals and harmonies and textures and, and all that you're able to do with your voice. I'm gonna ask you this question. I'm ready for the full length big giant album. I wear. <laughs> I need it. Come on. Yeah, soon. Actually, we recently. I recently. On the tenth, um, if you go to the social medias, um, on the tenth, um, I released. Um, yes, on the tenth, I released. Well. Chris Padishal, who was the music director for the Mary Lou concert, um, he and I have been doing a collaboration, Willie P alumni. Um, we've been collaborating um, in duo form. Um, I've, I mean, he's he's a brother to me and we've, you know, gone on so many journeys musically together and we're very excited to be um, releasing like an EP. Well, it's what will be an EP, but we released our first single um, on the 10th. Um, which is, I mean, it's it's available on all platforms. But if you go to Chris Padishal's, you know, website or on my socials, you'll find it everywhere. Yes, and if yes. you put you on, if you look it up wherever you listen to your music, and put, put exactly. Your- if you're listening to us on the Broadway Podcast Network and you're not watching our faces as we speak, it's at V-U-Y-O-S-O-T-A-S-H-E. And it will be underneath this in the description. Just click the oh. link and you can go right away and listen and stream it. And many people have streamed it already because I think we're all waiting for them. We're waiting for your projects. Yeah, soon. Um, it's taken, it's taking a while for me. <laughs> I've been on so many journeys as in these States. Um, but, but this has been set one of my exciting or one of the more exciting projects I've been a part of with Chris Padishal. When you put together a, a, a list of music, if you're at a festival, if you're at a jazz club, if you're if you're performing somewhere in a theater, mm-hmm. you have a trio that goes on the road and and or a group that plays. What is a concert with not the sounds of black music? When it, when we go see just you or mm-hmm. a, a set by you, what is it made up of? Is it is it originals? Is it standards? Is it covers? Is it is it in reinterpretations of mm-hmm. other music? What what is your style? Wow, you know I think it is a lot of things, you know, and and I'm grateful that jazz music um, kind of helps you with melding your world, you know, all of the worlds that you are a part of. So a a thing that inspires me a lot is music from home, um, music from Kosa composers, um, that tradition of singing and composition. I love choral music. I, I love jazz standards and i also have originals and and some of the work that you know that um i guess in this collaboration that i'm i'm doing with chris um is is a lot very many different genres are are presented but i think the chief thing about our concerts is that it is an experience um we there's always a narrative curve there is a message that we try bring so above us you know being very, I don't know, branded with the 
the type of songs that you people can expect to hear or all of that stuff. I think it is more about what kind of connection we're trying to have with the audiences, you know. Um, so you will hear originals. You will hear songs from other countries in different languages. Um, and you'll also hear standards that have been reimagined, songs that you might recognize that you've that are reimagined, mashups as the kids in the streets call <laughs> them these days. Um, so yeah, I think I, I would say that's what it is. But I feel like, you know, when you or at least what I hope to do is that people get to know me as a person. You know, art has always been that tool that, you know, let's connect, let's connect through story, let's connect through the authenticity, quote unquote, whatever, however you you would consider that, the authenticity of the moment of connection. So sometimes we always change the set while we're there, depending on what the energy is. Um, but, but yeah, I, I would say that the music is led by the experience. Jazz right there in the in the moment right there. You okay. and that leads me to what I was going to say to you. There is a part of doing some research about you and your backstory, which is so fascinating. Your journey is amazing. Mm -hmm. You've taken a there is a personal part of you that you have shared your, your personal life, you, your advocacy through art. You have spoken out about you mm -hmm. as a person. You have spoken out about your personal life. Mm -hmm. Has that been a conscious choice that they live together? Oh, yeah. I think that's always I think for any for any artist that we study, you know, there's always gonna be a moment where, you know, your person comes to the floor. You know, what is it? What are the things that I am passionate about? What are the things that made me, you know? And, and sometimes, you know, we call it advocacy, right? Sometimes we call it like, you know, activism, all of these things, but when we are true, to the things that have made us and the things that protect us and the things that keep us, you know, in, in uh, keep us whole, you know, those things in a world, you know, of white supremacy in a world of, of, of so much oppression are seen as radical, you know, will be considered as radical. They will be considered as, you know, kind of out of the norm. And, and I have been very, very fortunate you know, to on my journey to be connected to folk who are, you know, see, see themselves as activists, see themselves as people who, you know, push the envelope for community, push the envelope for coexistence, push the envelope for all of the things that make us who we are and all of the things that kind of sustain, you know, humanity and love and all of those things um, that have kept me true, along with the literature, the, the, the lineage, that we have, you know, and, and the artists that I also look up to. So, so yeah, I've, I've been very grateful in that way that I've, I've had a journey that has had those stops and had those connections that have challenged, you know, what it is I'm putting out there and its connection to who I am, you know. I feel so smart talking to you because I put on shows where I sing TV theme song medleys and you are a true artist. Oh no, oh no, no, no. The TV theme song medleys are exactly like those are the things we're passionate about. Those things are are all joy, you know. It's there's Which something radical. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna put that in my back pocket. That's that's right. I am looking forward to. I appreciate so much the work that you do. I am in awe of your voice and your music oh, and artistry. Thank you so much. I 
I am grateful for places like the New Jersey Performing Arts Center because they put tickets that are affordable thanks to the underwriting of organizations Amazing. to allow people who do not have the money and the means to come see live jazz, live music, live theater. That's mm -hmm. so important for communities. And then for the people in the seats to see themselves represented on stage is one of Amen. the most powerful, powerful tools that we can have as a society. So mm -hmm. thank you for making this programming and making it so great. Oh gosh, I'm grateful to be a part of it, you know, and and I had a only I only had a little role, you know, in in the same action of just showing up. Um, so I'm grateful to 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 have been a part of it as well. Well, when you're ready to sing a TV theme song medley with all your crunchy harmony, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> I definitely will, Rob. <laughs> Everyone, follow. Get your tickets. Go to NJPack org and follow on the links below uh, all the social media so we can see all the music that's coming out and, and make sure you catch when they're in your neck of the woods. Thank you for being here. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Have a good one. How about that? I can't wait for his solo debut to come out. I can't wait to catch him at a jazz club. I can't wait to see you November 16th at NJPAC. Go to NJPAC.org. Gosh, Willie P and NJPAC? Come on now, if you're a jazz performer, if you're a singer, if you do musical theater, if you are into dance, you need to look up njpack.org for the arts education program. If you wanna to go to a great school in New Jersey, you gotta look up William Patterson. I just so happen to have projects with both of them. So come on and go to robertbannon.com. Come stay out and see me at a show or an event that I'm hosting or teaching or doing or singing. If you want more information about this show, follow us on social media at Robert M. Bannon or at The Roundtable with Robert Bannon. You can listen to us on the Broadway Podcast Network. Watch us on YouTube. I have new albums. I have a Christmas concert. I keep myself busy. So if you want more information about me, make sure you check out robertbannon.com. I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm so grateful to spend time with you. Scooby-doo-doo-doo-doo. I'm going to go listen to some jazz and I'm going to go Swiffer my floor. Sound good? Everybody, thanks for being here. The best is yet to come, and I'll see you again next time on The Roundtable. Bye, everybody. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org, that's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot -E 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 org, because only together we rise.